All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you know this? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Hello, 
Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, presented by the great folks at Parallel 49 Brewing. Parallel 49 Brewing has been saving my life during this isolation. My name is Chris Faber, and thank you for joining us this week for episode 74 of the Canucks Conversation. Joining me now, my co-host in studio, six and a half feet away from me because we're taking precautions. Very serious over here. David Quadrelli. How are you doing, Quads? I'm doing well. Everything's disinfected. We are ready to go for our last in-studio episode. Next week is going to be done remotely, but it's going to be the same great podcast. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people that uh, like you know, like commenting on us being in the BCIT room here because a lot of people that went to BCIT have spent some time in here. Um, we're not going to be back here until the fall when we're actually in the Radio Arts and Entertainment program. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a break. We're going to be recording back like we used to back in the day when you used to come on the show every second week. Yeah, I was your Sven Berchi. Now now what am I? What would you say I am now? I don't know. You're, I don't know. You're my JT Miller. Just put you in there Perfect. all the time now. Yeah, love I want to see you on the ice at any any opportunity possible. <laughs> It's good. You can, it's good to still talk about Canucks stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Make, I forgot this was a Canucks podcast. To make a joke about the Vancouver Canucks has still been fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, this past week sure seems like everyone's been really had to crank up their isolation to the next level. As I kick the PC on our way out of here in our last episode on accident, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's been like this week has really had to turn people into lockdown. Your your whole the spot where you work at got shut down, so you're now just chilling at home every day. What's it been like for the last week for you, man? What you been up to, man? Like. I you know I was watching Josh Levo shifts for a while, and I have my final article on Vancouver is awesome for the time being because they had to unfortunately cut all their freelancers. Uh, my final article is going to be a deep dive on Josh Levo. Uh, so I've been clipping uh, Josh Levo shifts and talking about how he's a really good two way player, and he's basically just a poor man's Tyler Toffoli. So if the Canucks are unable to sign Toffoli, which it's possible they they could they could do it. Like I I'll stand by it. Like. I say that the Canucks, if they want to, you pair a bad contract with a pick, like, it's possible. They can clear up some cap space here. But, man, like, if they can't do it, then Josh Levo's not a terrible, terrible option. Right. And Josh Levo, more of like a middle six player, I guess. And Toffoli is a top six player. I think that's the only real difference, right? But what'd you learn from watching so much Josh Levo? Like, what stuck out that you maybe didn't notice before? Man, like, you know, everybody talks about his board work. And his board work is something that I really noticed and always seeming to make the right play along the boards, getting the puck out. And it was funny because I was talking to Daniel Wagner, who provides me with a lot of my quotes for my stories. And he had a really good, really good quote from Josh Levo talking about how he watches players like Austin Matthews, Pavel Datsuk, and uh, who is the other one? It was a 31-year-old AHL winger that he played in the Marlies, with the oh, Marlies. Wow. <laughs> and uh, he attributes it to that. Um, those three players. So that's going to be a pretty funny angle in my story is uh, I think like the subline that Daniel and I agreed on was like uh, how jo- how watching Austin Matthews, Pavel Datsuk and 31 year old AHL are turn Josh Levo into a puck hound because <laughs> it's like his quote his quote is awesome like I read it and I was like okay this is definitely going into my story like we got a story to tell here so I'm really excited that'll be my last written article for a while but I guess we could talk about what's going on with the Patreon now yeah go for it man it was your yeah, idea so, I like it you know, Chris and I aren't writing anywhere really right now. Yeah, like, I haven't wrote anything for Canucks Army in like two months. So. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, for now, neither of us really, all of our writing gigs have kind of got shut down or yep. the rates got slashed really hard. So we're not really there anymore. So what we're doing is we're opening up the, it, it currently is the one buck club, but I think we're going to move it to the two buck club and it'll get you all the written articles. And we're going to start posting articles on our Patreon. So, you know, if you like Chris and I's writing, uh, as much as you like our podcast, it's going to be on the Patreon, on the 
paywall. So if you're in the $2, $5, or $10 tier, uh, you'll get all that content. The 5 and 10 will get you like videos and uh, all of our interviews and everything that's been on there. And we're posting our first video today after yes, this episode. Yes, we are. That, uh, I was surprising you. People heard on the podcast last week. I have it all in here. I have about 15 different bottles of pop, and we're going to get you to drink each one. Uh, not each bottle, but you're going to have like a sip of each one, uh, and then we're going to rank them. And you you can't go in there with any bias. Like I don't know, are you a Coke or a Pepsi guy? I actually don't mind either. Like okay. I, I like Pepsi on some days, and I like Coke on some days. Okay, that's fair. So that's good that you don't have a bias going in. And I want that to be how you do when you do this video, because this is going to be our first video Patreon content we're going to put out. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> we're going to put it's it gonna together. Be awesome. It's going to be fun. I went into 7-Eleven and the lady was just like looking at me like I was crazy because I had like 15 completely <laughs> different bottles of pop. Uh, so we're going to drink those pop and we're going to rank them in order. I don't know because we are running out of ideas. <laughs> we're also, uh, we put out a tweet right before we started recording this. We're going to do an ask us anything. Uh, we already have some decent questions coming and we'll get to that later on. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, we're going to start writing some stuff on the Patreon uh, for people that are already Patreon donors, thank you so much. I know that a couple of people have messaged me and said they're dropping down their 10 from 5. Their hero tier down to the $5 tier just because times are tough. Totally, totally understand that. If you guys, yep, you know, no you know cash is tight right now for a lot of people. A lot of people aren't working. Uh, you and I both are in that yeah, book right exactly. now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to drop down to the 5, that's totally cool with us. Uh, we are going to get a T-shirt sent out once all this dies out. So yeah, we're going to exactly. remember who the hero tier is or you're just going to ask on yeah. a Patreon because you don't actually know who no, <laughs> you haven't sent them out but to. But a lot of people have messaged me already, so I've got I've got some okay, messages. Okay, good. So that's good news. Yeah, I mean, like aside from aside from that, like in you writing your Levo article, anything else? What's been taking up a lot of your time so far? Uh, Star Wars: Fallen Order, right. uh, Sims Four. Didn't you start watching Star Wars too? I did. Okay. I did start watching Star Wars. You're so talk yeah. about that because people want to hear well, about that. I man, like the other night, my brother and my mom were watching The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. and I just skipped it. I was like, no, I'm not watching that one tonight. I'm not in the mood. So I didn't watch it. So I got to go watch it myself. And then we're all going to watch uh, Attack of the Clones, I think it's called. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I've seen Revenge of the Sith, but when I was like 10. so. But it was cool. Like, we watched the original trilogy, and that was uh, that was pretty awesome. I really liked it. Yeah, that's good. I I watched it for the first time maybe two years ago. But the problem was I, it was also a Saturday. I wanted to get drunk that day. And I ended up starting drinking at the first movie i don't remember anything after like the third movie pretty much so i don't really remember exactly what happened but i've seen some of the new ones uh that's probably something i should do in this time off i watched titanic last night yeah for the first time yes. ever man that's a good movie it's a really good never movie. seen it I, I know i saw you tweeting about it so it's like three hours and 15 minutes long and normally like i didn't like avengers i don't like the avengers movies because they're so goddamn long they drag on too much for me but I also haven't seen any of the superhero movies, so I just don't know anything that's going on in the storyline. So that's probably why I don't like the Avengers, because yeah, it's, like, it's like all these storylines coming together, and I don't know any of them. <laughs> but Titanic, man, that was a good movie. I was in tears at the end of it. It was a, It's a really good movie. Obviously, I feel like this is, this is not a hot take. It's no, like it's one not. of the most popular <laughs> movies of all time, but I watched it for the first time. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was really long, but it didn't really drag on too much. I thought, I thought that, you know, it's like every scene had a purpose. The only thing that annoyed me was how many times the background music kept coming in of my heart will go on. And I just kept wondering when Celine Dion was going to drop in there and start singing. And it's just like every like four or five minutes or so, it's just like, and it's like, you think the song's coming in and it never comes in (laughs) until the very end. Then I get to the end and it's on Netflix and it's, I guess it's on during the credits, right? But you know how Netflix, when the credits hit, it stops. So as soon as Celine Dion starts singing, she sings for like three seconds. Then Netflix is like, you should watch Riverdale. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Like, I waited this whole movie oh, just so I could man. hear that one song. 
and it just never ended up happening for me. So it was a good movie, and yeah, like three hours, if you need some time to kill, and you're one of the other five people in the world that hasn't seen Titanic, I highly recommend it, and I'm looking at one of them right here. Yeah, that that's on the old to-do list. We canceled Netflix recently. Like What? Well, we got Disney+, Plus, and then we uh, were just okay, like... Yeah. Okay, like how much I only use it to watch The Office, and I have all The Office on my PVR anyway. So I was right, like, okay, okay. "That's good." I haven't seen uh, Frozen Two, but I hear that just came out. Oh, I gotta uh, watch that. My mom really wants to Disney watch Plus. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not, you know, like I'm not a big Frozen guy. You know what I mean? No, like I like Frozen. <laughs> it was I, a good I movie. didn't mind it. Like, I mean, I went actually. I was in grade eight or nine when that movie came out. I think. Wow. And then, yeah, I know, right? And I went on a date with some girl at the old uh, Dolphin Theater in Burnaby. I don't, you definitely don't know what that no is. Idea. It was an independent movie theater. The tickets were so cheap. The popcorn was like two bucks. All my Burnaby folk out there that know what the Dolphin Theater is, like, shout out to you because the Dolphin was awesome. The popcorn tasted like cardboard. It was just like... $2, though. It's better than yeah, $18 for Yeah, but then they shut down. Condos went up in the space. It's kind of sad. But yeah, like, yeah. they had the same sign. It was a picture of a dolphin. And it was called the Dolphin Theater, and it was just awesome. Sounds good. And the, the, like the theater like had like the slightest incline. Like there was no stairs in the yeah. in the theater. It was like a small <laughs> ramp, and like yeah, if you had a tall person, like if you sat in front of me in that theater, no way no I'm chance. seeing the screen. You just like, missed I, Frozen. Definitely the bottom half I wouldn't see. <laughs> but yeah, Frozen. That's not bad. A- I uh, so we when I played in the Canadian Junior Football League for the Vancouver Island Raiders. Uh, we had to like play. We had to do like a rookie. So we go to training camp, and all the rookies had to go up and sing a song in front of everyone. And the guy went up before me. I think he sang. He sang "Let It Go" by like the Lumineers or whoever that's by. Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I gotta go next. And I was singing "Let It Go" from the Frozen movie. Yeah. So that was my rookie. You had to get up on stage in front of everyone. It's like they were eating dinner. That's. And awesome. I sang "Let It Go," and people were going nuts. That <laughs> is awesome. I was I was buzzing to it. Uh, yeah, sang "Let It Go" from the Frozen. Frozen movie. That's my second favorite song to karaoke behind "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias. Yes, I. You told me that's your song. I gotta. I want to. That's some it Patreon content right there. Yeah, I think if we start running out, but we're not gonna be able to come in here. I wanted to get in that studio there. Maybe we'd have to record over an instrumental. <laughs> give that to the Patreon people. Oh, some of man. my some of the Patreon supporters that uh, that I know that are friends of mine have seen me sing this song, so maybe they wow. can. Uh, and comment on it. I remember, like, one the first time I sang it, like, a, a bunch of people were putting on their Snapchat story and their Instagram stories. Like, we went to karaoke in Nanaimo, and I just remember hearing, like, in the background, it's like, oh, Faber's actually pretty good. Are oh, you like, legitimately good, good at singing? I'm really good at singing Hero by Enrique Iglesias, and that's actually, it. Actually, wow. That's it. I'm, I'm okay at other songs, but Hero, for some reason, I just buzz right into it. I think it's because it's so slow. Like, it's not like singing, like, fast and, like, being, like, at high volume. So it's like, my my low my my baritone voice just flows right through wow. here because it's slow and it's relaxed and that's what I'm I like it there. Damn, because wow, that yeah that you you, you don't have a song? No, I'm a horrible singer. But you don't you don't strike yeah. me as a singer. Like when no, I see well, you, I don't go wow. This guy can probably sing really well. I've got some secrets, quads. Wow. I, no, I, I legitimately can't sing. Like I sing in my house in my in the shower, whatever. I like singing. Yeah. But I would never do it if I wasn't getting if it wasn't behind the paywall of the Patreon. <laughs> then like then twenty people will Maybe see if it. we ever hit uh, like two hundred dollars a month or something, then we'll you yeah. have to sing hero. I'm ho- we'll I, both I'm, sing hero and put I it mean, out. I mean like yeah, I mean people might unsubscribe after they hear me sing. Maybe. We just I'm not whatever. a great singer. Like, it'd be nice to hit two hundred for one for yeah, that'd <laughs> on be the fun. Patreon. That'd be fun. But uh yeah, I, I sing everywhere I go. If I'm driving somewhere, if I'm in the shower uh, just everywhere I'm going, I'm singing. I like at the top of my lungs, and people like I'm driving down the road, and people are always looking at me. I don't even care because it's like you're never gonna see that freaking person again. Yeah, like, on who their cares? Own, especially now here in Vancouver. And oh. I know it was differently because I knew it was different because I knew everybody. 
like you just it's a small town you know everybody when you're driving yeah, by yeah. Like, you don't want to get caught singing by uh, someone you know but now you're in vancouver you're never gonna see that yeah. person again i i mean i sing i sing in the car for sure if a song comes on like man whitney houston forget about it yeah like you you heard that you 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 uh you're like you're listening to whitney houston i'm like yeah is that a problem remember <laughs> it was like awesome i so what so what time we were at karaoke and um and this and this big black lady was going up to sing and uh it like has a list of people that are coming up and it was like whatever her name was and it was um what's the what's the big whitney houston song i will always love you is the song we just had to look it up we that just was bad our mics. so anyways big big black lady goes up to sing i will always love you by whitney houston and i was like i was scared because i was the next one to go up and sing hero by enrique and like like i mentioned earlier i'm confident in my hero singing ability but if somebody goes up and if somebody has the balls to go up and sing I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, they're probably going to be really good. And then I was like looking around the room and then when I saw the person go up, I was like, oh, no, big black lady. And like everybody knows like they're the best singers, right? Like they are by a mile. If you ever watch like like some of these churches where you just see a choir, oh, the oh, churches, like, forget about it's it. epic. And I remember seeing it one time on seeing like a big crew uh, on America's Got Talent, I think it was or something. And like yeah, yeah, I get yeah. shivers sometimes from hearing yeah. them sing. So, yeah, like. I was so worried, and then she goes up there, and she sucked so bad. Really? <laughs> she sucked so bad, and I was, like, getting so nervous. I was like, how are you going to follow that up if she just crushes, like, one of the hardest songs to sing karaoke? Uh, but then I go up and sing Hero, and, you know, you got to get the crowd involved with karaoke. That's, yeah, like, the yeah, biggest yeah. thing about it. you got to get the crowd on your side, and once you go from there, you just have to be an average singer, which I am. Okay. I think I'm an average singer. So there's some tips for you there, Quads, as we talk about Love karaoke. It. Oh but my gosh, this is a Canucks podcast. Yeah, that's right. This is more of our this is our Patreon episode. But honestly, like there's no news. Last week we had the news. We had Will Lockwood and Mark Michaelis uh signed to sign to the Vancouver Canucks, but like in this past week there hasn't been anything. But like the hockey world's come out and done some stuff. I mean there's been some live stream videos that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Bo Horvat had his today alongside Oliver Ekman, Larson, Connor McDavid, and Mark Giordano. So the four uh, Pacific Division captains. And then there was yesterday, it was like Jordan Stahl, Mark Stahl, uh, Ovechkin, and Felino were in a call, I think it was. The, okay. That was the four. So a reporter, I assume, asks them, uh, what's their f- show that they're binge watching? You know, uh, I didn't hear the other guys' answers, but you know, it's probably like, oh yeah, Tiger King, all this other stuff, right? We got to talk we'll about talk Tiger about King at later. some point. I haven't watched it, but I've heard. <laughs> oh about my it. I've seen the dude, memes. You're the only person in the world. Okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, keep going. Well, I don't have Netflix. Oh yeah, that's um, right. But okay, so guess what Ovechkin said was the show that he's binge watching right now. You'll never guess it. Okay, well then I won't guess. <laughs> he goes, "Deal or No Deal." Really? Yeah, that's his show. Is <laughs> Howie Mandel still host that? Yeah. No, it's it's yeah yeah he hosted it, but it's it's over. Oh like, the yeah, show's yeah over. okay. So he's just binge watching Dill or No Dill, and uh, <laughs> all the other players on the call just start dying laughing. And Felino's like, "Oh, Ovi, I wasn't expecting to hear that from you." <laughs> oh, that was, was a good awesome. show, man. When Dill or No Dill came oh, out, it was an awesome show. But and it's not a show you binge watch. No, like, that's true. It doesn't like build anything yeah, into exactly. it. <laughs> I just oh man, I love it. I love it's it. Like binge watching like how. What is that? What's the millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire? Man, we're out of it today. I can't remember Whitney Houston oh, songs. Can't remember. Yeah. Um. What's the other thing? Oh yeah. So Bo Horvat was then asked. I don't know if you saw this. He was asked who he'd most want to be quarantined with from his team. He said Brandon Sutter, which makes sense. They're friends, whatever. Uh, and he said his least, least he would least want to be quarantined with Jake Vertanen. Oh no. Uh, and he just said, uh, he said, yeah, I like to chirp Jake. I'll just leave it at that, right? So, uh, so Jake Vertanen sees the tweet from the Canucks where he puts that out, or where the Canucks put that out, that answer. Yeah. And Jake replies, he goes, "I wouldn't want to be with Bo either!" Exclamation point, like laughing emojis. <laughs> it was like, "Oh man, that's awesome." 
So, you know, it's confirmed. Canucks keep Brandon Sutter getting rid of Jake Vertanen. Man. Captain's orders. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> who would you want to pick for quarantine? From the Canucks? Yeah. Quinn who's Hughes. Who's your top and who's your bottom? Quinn Hughes, because we would just not, like, we would, it'd be the most mundane thing ever. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a decently outgoing guy once I warm up to somebody, and, like, yeah. I feel like he's the same way. So we would just be, uh, you know, really shy, probably. Just kind of chill, play some video games. I who's don't your know. last? Who's the worst? Oh, man. You know what? I was going to say Jay Beagle, but he's a super nice guy. Jay Beagle would probably be somewhere in the higher part for me. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, well. Well, I mean, like, and this is excluding Louis Erickson because nobody's going to Okay, I was going to say Louis. But then again, like, the skip, you could just be ordering, like, massive skip the dishes yeah, orders with him. Yeah, put it on Louis' card. Yeah, Louis put man. everything on his card, get yeah, everything Yeah, I, I wonder, like, oh, man, that's actually It'd be how, It would be the person you would least want to be with, like, every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. That's what it would be, you know, like... Man, it'd be tough. I would probably okay. I'll, I'll give you my first for sure. It'd be okay. Elias Pettersson because, like, while we're in quarantine, if I had Petey with me making TikToks, we would be going viral. That's true. Like, you and him got video, along too. We you, like yeah, we to did. Him? Yeah, we yeah uh, we had a good conversation. I almost want to like post that full conversation that we oh, had should, when yeah. I was talking about Botch because yeah, it was unreal. Uh, and then my last one would be it depends depends if they bring their dog or not. Yeah. Can you count like? Mm, never mind. I was you quarantine say. at their house. You quarantine at your house. Probably their house. If you're probably with Petey, if you're with Petey, you're going to his house on that rooftop. 100%. Oh man, yeah. the TikToks would be so out of, awesome. Out of this it's world. like the hype house. <laughs> yeah. So oh, man. man, what? I'm still trying to find an answer for this. Like, I don't know who the I worst. Would. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't say Chris Tanev. No, like, Chris Tanev is apparently no. low key dope. You know, Chris Tanev's a good guy. Like, like. Again, I interviewed him for my Botcher project. And I like, think he I, gave me better quotes than I've heard him one. give anybody else. I was like, "Wow, this he guy likes you." Yeah, he, likes you. he probably thought you were Quinn Hughes for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who's this little guy walking around the room? I'm much shorter than <laughs> Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Are you? Okay, well, uh, Quinn Hughes was on skates when I saw him, though, so maybe not. That's fair. I saw him out of skates, and he was hanging out with children at training camp, and Love he it. just blended in with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably, I would have to go with Alex Edler, uh, just because, like, I don't know. Unless you Dude, got he's like quietly funny though, yeah. If you got Mexico Edler, if you got those Swedes in Mexico, oh yeah, man. man, this is tough. Okay, you know what? Actually, I don't know. I was gonna say Marky, but like he's funny. Marky's funny. Yeah, like, but he's stern he, too. If you're stuck is, in a room with him, yeah. If you piss off Marky and you're stuck yep. with him for another seven days, just like hide. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a hot take out here. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say Bo Horvat would be the worst one. Really? Yeah, because it's just basic Bowie wouldn't let you play video games, which is like, oh, what are you going to do for this whole time? Except Mario Kart. You can play Mario Kart with Yeah, them. but how much Mario Kart can you play? Yeah, You know what? I, this I'm is not a dad take. and I'm not 10 years old. I once, don't like Mario Kart. Once Bo Horvat's son is born and like mm. his son grows up, which is going to be awesome, by the way, at the super skills and stuff, watching yeah. that kid go out in a flying skate Horvat jersey, oh, man, man, that's going to be sick. Once that happens... Bo's going to get into video games. Mark my words. Like, one, he'll play Mario Kart with the kid. Yeah. But then when the kid hits, like, 10, 12, he'll want, like, the PS6 or the PS7, whatever yep. they're on. He's not an Xbox kid. No way. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I think Bo Horvath's going to get into video games eventually. He's already in Mario Kart, which is, like, a good start. Have they, like... Remember how much talk there was last year about how, like, Fortnite was ruining the world? But now that, like... So Warzone's the game that's out right now. Yes. And it's, like, super popular. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are playing it. A lot of athletes are playing it. Uh, Zach McEwen's been streaming it, which is kind of cool. Or no, he's been streaming Fortnite. But um, like a lot of people have been playing it. Obviously, we know a lot of writers have been playing it. Wyatt the Stanchion, uh, Arndt has been you know streaming with us and streaming with other people. Ne- neither of us have ever. I haven't never made a tweet. You've made some tweets with him when he says he's playing with you. I've never made a tweet for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, you got cut from the squad. Yeah, <laughs> I did. What the heck? But I'm wondering like when they come back from this because this game is super addicting. I have like 
50 hours played of it in like a, in like That's two insane. weeks. Yeah, I, oh, I nobody has like on my friends list. Nobody has more hours played than me on Warzone. I sound like Donald Trump, but um, <laughs> worst KD is nobody well. <laughs> has more hours played than me. That's my horrible Donald Trump impression. But uh, like I wonder if there's gonna be like is is Patrick Liney addicted to Warzone yet? Do you think like he's got to be getting soon? Hundred percent, it'll be soon. Yeah, and like I just wonder what players are gonna come back. I know that. Man, it still it still sucks. Like I feel like we actually had some positivity though. I think I mentioned this last week on the show, but it feels like this week was a lot more positive, which is good. And even when you see like the numbers that the US are doing, like they did like thirteen thousand cases the other day, like yeah. in one day. That's crazy. And I think, you know, that's a lot of people like neglecting what health professionals are saying, but I think that there's some positive like some positivity finally on social media for so long it was just so negative and it was just brutal. Like you yeah, couldn't go tough. on social media, but now it seems like everyone's kind of like accepted the social distancing yeah and you know that's what i think people are kind of coming to accept with it now and like bringing some positivity and looking into the future and like getting the world back to normal that's what i think we're at right now just don't know how long we're gonna have to keep doing this yeah no you're you're right like you have to like if everybody everybody's on the same team here like Let's just all stay away from each other as you and I sit and do a podcast in a studio. Hey, this is the last time. <laughs> and we disinfected everything, and neither of us are showing any symptoms. Remember? I think we talked about this last week as well. Remember yeah, maybe when you on the were, Patreon. Remember when you were really sick? Like, right before. Four or five weeks ago? I had corona before. It was cool. Buddy, if you, if you had those same symptoms, like obviously you just had like a cold or whatever, but if you had those same symptoms now, I, I, I would, no way, like, gosh. Most definitely not. You stay home. <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, we, I got loaded up with parallel beer before we went, so that's been good. Um, delicious beer. And what, you know what? Let's just get to a quick parallel ad, and we'll come back on the other side, as I mentioned in there. We'll just do Zephyr as well, back-to-back. Sure. Just- and before we go any further, just want to give a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor, Parallel 49 Brewing Company Beer. Uh, they are actually making hand sanitizer right now, which is kind of cool, trying to help out some of the folks out there who are dealing with a shortage of some of these cleaning essentials. Uh, and they're also doing a, I guess it's a pickup. So all of the kitchens are closed, but you guys can head into their East Van location at 1950 Triumph Street, and they will be giving out beer from, I guess they're all sanitized up. They're wearing gloves. They got the beer for you. So I know a lot of people are quarantining in, and a lot of people are taking this time to have a bunch of drinks as you're in quarantine. And if you're looking to do that, head to Parallel 49 Beer. You guys can find them at 1950 Triumph Street, as I mentioned. Also, check them out on social media. All you do is search up Parallel. 49 beer. Zephyr Epic is Canada's source for sports cards and trading card games. They ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50. And now, join them for Thursday night breaks at 5 p.m. Pacific time every Thursday and be a part of an epic case break experience. Purchase your spot on ZephyrEpic.com and watch the live stream on twitch.tv slash ZephyrEpic. And for all you Canucks Conversation podcast listeners, you can save $5 off your purchase with the code CanucksConvo. Some restrictions apply. Follow them on social media to be part of monthly contests and ticket giveaways search z-e-p-h-y-r epic on instagram facebook and twitter all right folks so yeah go out there drink your parallel 49 beer go out and uh, check out the zephyr epic uh, breaks on thursday night it's pretty cool they got them on the twitch stream uh, i just got a nice eric brandstrom rookie card from the sbx packs uh, next week they're opening up like a series two and a series one half case break that's kind of cool. They open up full cases of cards, and uh, then everybody's given a team. So 31 people that sign up for it, they each get a team, and then you get to take home all the cards of that team. So check them out. And uh, if you don't want to check them out right now, you guys can check out our segment here with Corey Hergott. So let's get right to it. It's time for Riding the Bus.
Nice move, McEwen into the goal, and he scores! What a play by Zach McEwen, who draws the Comets to within one. A little shimmy shake. All right, guys, joining us now for the Ride in the Bus segment, it's time to head over to Sunshine Coast and talk to Corey Hergott. Corey, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? We're doing uh, we're doing fine. We're doing a hockey podcast where we've spent about four minutes on hockey so far. <laughs> yeah, but, the trying times that we find ourselves in these days. Most definitely. We were just talking about it off air before we started going, and we are like, man, this is the time right now where you know we would have just been like gearing up for playoff run, right? We would start to look at who the Canucks might have been matching up with in the playoffs. And I kind of want to throw that to you. Like, who do you think would have been a great matchup for the Comets in the first round if they would have went to the playoffs here? Which, well, like, which I, one would have been the best rivalry and the most fun, do you think? Well, I mean, I would love to see uh, uh, a Syracuse-Utica um, first round. I think that would be a great first round. It would be a challenging first round for, for the Comets. But I think, uh, realistically, they would have probably been looking at Rochester as their first-round opponent if they made it in. And uh, that also would have been a, quite a series for them. Uh, Rochester is a, is a team that the, the Comets have had some pretty good games against this year. They've, they've kind of been either blowouts or uh, really tight games. So... That would have been a, a really cool series to watch. Uh, you know, it could, I guess it could still happen, but uh, I'm kind of leaning towards we may not see any uh, any of that this year now. So Nikolai Goldobin sitting three points behind his career high of 21 goals. You think he would have matched or even beat that mark? Well, he had 15 games left. Uh, would he have scored three or more goals over the final 15 games? I think there's a pretty good chance that he would have. Uh, we know Goldie's always kind of been more of a playmaker than a, than a pure goal scorer. A lot of his shots uh, tend to kind of miss the mark, unfortunately. But I, I do think he probably would have uh, been able to grab another three or four goals before the season ended in those in those 15 remaining games. Would have been nice to see him do. Uh, you know, he's in a contract year. He's a pending restricted free agent. Uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see. Uh, my initial impression right now is that the, the Canucks will probably let him walk and you know he'll try to catch on with another team in, in the NHL going forward yeah he's back in Russia now he'll 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 be back next year he'll put up 85 points when he's playing beside McDavid and I'll just be laughing at people. <laughs> uh but uh Corey I wanted to ask you because we we talked to Brogan Raffrey last week I know you listened to the episode as well and the conversation that we had with Brogan um he talked about Trent Cole a little bit I thought he answered that question you know pretty well about how Trent Cole's done an amazing job this year he said he wasn't there for last year you know when a lot of people were kind of ripping on Trent Cole especially on social media but he picked up 38 wins in his rookie season. That stands for to be the best mark so far. The team currently sits at 34 wins. Uh, do you think he would have finished with a new high? Obviously, you mentioned 15 games left. Like, I don't. I feel like this isn't a question even, but like, how many wins do you think they would have got to with uh, him back there with 34 wins and 15 games to go? 
I, I think they probably would have crested the 40 win mark, probably 41, 42 wins, I think is a reasonable expectation. Uh, their, their schedule towards the end of the season was going to be a bit of a, a bit of a challenge, a bit of an uphill battle for them. I, I think it would have been a little bit tough for them to, uh, you know, go on a big long winning streak. So I think their wins kind of would have come, uh, you know, a win and then maybe a loss or two and then a win and then maybe a loss or two. So I do think they would have made their, uh, you know, Cole would have had a new uh, career high in, in wins as a head coach at the American Hockey League level. I did listen to that interview that you guys did with Brogan. I thought it was uh, it was a fantastic interview. Um, Brogan's a really bright kid. He, he's always yeah. a, a fun, a fun, uh, fun young guy to talk to. Um, but talking about Trent Cole, I mean, this is something that uh, we need to think about going forward here. It's not just the players. Uh, you know, who are pending restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents. I believe this is the last year of Trent Cole's deal. I think he signed a three-year deal, but I can't really find confirmation anywhere. So for a guy like him, for a guy like Travis Green, I believe this is the last year of his deal as well. These are coaches that are looking to, you know, make sure they have a foothold in the, in, you know, their respective leagues for next year. So that's something that's maybe being, uh, we aren't talking about quite as much because we kind of dial into the players a little bit more than the coaching staff, but that's something to think about going forward. Uh, You know, the comments next year, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of been of the opinion that Trent call has done a pretty decent job of, of uh, developing prospects down in, in Utica, his first season. He didn't have a lot of guys there to work with last year. We all, we've talked about that to death about how some guys had a tougher time getting in, and, uh, you know, some guys didn't get in and, and moved on. And, and for some people, that's a, a real sticking point, uh, pointing to Trent Cole not being a great coach and maybe not somebody that you bring back. But at the same time, uh, what he did last year seemed to be working well enough with the players uh, going on into this season. Guys like Cole Lind and Jonah Gajevich and Lucas Yashik all took pretty big steps forward. Uh, Mikey DiPietro took the starting job in Utica. Yeah. Uh, Brogan Rafferty dominated as a rookie defenseman. So you can see that the coaching staff has done a pretty solid job there. So that's that's just one of those things we're going to need to watch uh, as the offseason goes on is whether or not, uh, you know, guys like Travis Green and, and uh, Trent Cole end up with... Uh, you know, new contracts with the, with the organization going forward. Yeah, most definitely a couple of uh, couple of Utica coaches there, almost with Travis Green being the old one. But I, you know, you touched on some of those young players there that have taken big steps this year. You know, you talked about guys like Lynn Gajevich and, and Rafferty, obviously. But you know, a lot of people were—I don't know if expecting is the right word—but we're probably hoping that Ole Olevi was going to be one that to do the same. But now that the season's wrapped up, he doesn't stay healthy for the year, as he kind of has every single year so far uh, in the Canucks organization. So, Corey, I'm wondering if you could just, you know, like wrap up the the season for Ole Olevi. He played in 45 games this year, two goals, 23 assists. Uh, where do you think expectations were for him, and do you think he met them this year? I think that uh, expectations were probably a little bit um – place a little bit higher on him than uh, maybe what what was realistic he came out last year and put up what was it 13 points in 18 games and I think a lot of people expected him to have a more of a Brogan Rafferty type of season uh, points wise this year so for the people that were expecting that kind of offensive output from him uh, I'm sure they're a little bit disappointed uh, for me it's uh, it was a question of whether or not he'd be able to get a, a full season in this year and stay healthy as you said he, he got into what was it 45 games uh, didn't quite uh, stay healthy for the full season had some 
you know, lingering issues with a, a, a hip, hip soreness and, and his knee. So uh, for me, the biggest thing for Oleo Levy is, you know, this, uh, this layoff might be a bit of a, a silver lining for him. He's going to have a little bit more time where he's not having to put his body through the paces of the season. He's being, being able to uh, recuperate and, and uh, maybe get his body back into a position where he'll actually have a full off season of healthy training this year. And if that's the case, I think, uh, you know, I think we could see him take a, another kind of a big step next year i think all things considered for a guy that was kind of behind the eight ball in his training uh because of his previous injuries um i think he had a pretty solid season he made steps uh offensively um i think he had a pretty solid year on the offensive side of the puck he, he didn't pile up the points but he he produced at a pretty solid level i think his uh, work in his own end improved quite a bit he was a shot blocking machine uh you know he did some work on the penalty kill for the team this year which uh you know that's a that's another step for him to do that um uh, you know whether or not he's able to uh the biggest issue i saw with him is is being able to pivot and, and get on his horse back to uh you know, get on a guy that's beat him wide for a for a puck or whatever. So that's going to be his biggest thing this off season, I think, is just being able to get some explosiveness back into his skating stride. And if he can do that, I think he has a a, a really good opportunity to be a, a player who's in this organization for a long time as a steady, reliable, uh, you know, two way defenseman. And I think that's something that the team's going to need going forward. They've got guys like Quinn Hughes who can uh, pile up points offensively. They're going to need guys who can provide some secondary offense while still be able, being able to, uh, you know, hold their own defensively and, and uh, take that role on. And I, I that's kind of where I see Ole finishing, um, you know, where, where I see him settling in as a defenseman with the Canucks. So the Comets currently have 11 players who are having career years. The young players, you know, like you mentioned, Ole Olevi, have been getting regular minutes in important situations this season. Do you think the opinion in the Vancouver market has changed at all on the Utica coaching staff? Well, I, I hope it has. I don't know that it has a hundred percent. I still see, uh, I still see the comments on Twitter that the the coaching staff is, um, you know, doing things that maybe other people don't agree with. And I think that's always going to be the case. I think you're always going to have, uh, you know, there's we all have our own ways of how we'd like to see lines set up and and players deployed. And anytime, uh, you know. It, it doesn't happen the way we would like to see it. I think uh, sometimes we can be a little bit owly about that kind of thing and, and uh, you know, start calling for the coach to, to change his uh, his systems or, or for the coach to be moved on. I, I do think that Trent Cole, like I said earlier, has done a pretty solid job of developing prospects uh, in Utica. I think that this year was a pretty solid season for the team. I do think they would have made the playoffs. I think it would have been a tight squeeze to get in, but I, I think they would have made the playoffs and, with the lineup of players available to them, I think they probably could have done some damage. Um, you know, you're looking at a team that had uh, two guys who should have been in the NHL piling up points there in Sven Berchi and, and Nikolai Goldobe. And you've got Reed Boucher, who's, uh, you know, ridiculous at the American Hockey League level. You've got guys like that. And then you've got a, a Tyler Grayovac coming back healthy. You know, things like that. That I think this team could have done some damage in the playoffs, and it would have been a lot of fun to watch. So, I think a, a good playoff run where you know guys like Colind and Jonah Gajevich and Lucas Yashik uh, were, you know, 
have playing big roles on the penalty kill and on the power play and getting that playoff experience. I, th- I think, uh, I think a lot of people would have changed their tune on, on the coaching staff in Utica. Um, I'd like to see the, the coaching staff get extended going forward. I just, I guess we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's funny. You know, like if they do come back and they go right into playoffs, we saw what the comments did at the start of the year. So maybe they'll do the same thing at the start of the playoffs as well. Do a little eight, no run for us. But, uh, Corey, we've been talking a little bit about, uh, karaoke here. And before we started going here with this conversation with you, you mentioned that there's, you know, some karaokeing in the family, some, some musicians in the family. So we got to ask you. Uh, my song's Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Uh, my second song is Let It Go from the Frozen soundtrack. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, well, my, uh, my in-laws are musicians, and when I first started dating my wife, uh, my in-laws were doing a karaoke thing at the one of the local pubs here in, on the Sunshine Coast. So, yes, karaoke has definitely been <laughs> something that, uh, that our family has taken part in. Uh, I, I am not a person that anybody needs to be hearing singing anytime soon. But uh, back in the day when I would go to karaoke, uh, it was usually with a bunch of my buddies. And uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive" by Bon Jovi oh, seemed yeah. to be a seemed to be a song that uh, that we would uh, dive into uh, head first. <laughs> That's good. Do you have any tips for people? Like Quads hasn't done karaoke much in his life. So do you have any tips for them? Like maybe work in the room a little bit. Well, know your song because you don't want to be the guy up there that uh, that doesn't know the lyrics. And if you don't know the lyrics, you better be pretty creative and come up with a few of your own. And sometimes that can be a lot of fun too. Uh, but yeah, work the room, man. If you're going to get out there, uh, make make some eye contact with your uh, with your viewers in the audience. There, point some fingers at some people like you're singing to them. Make them feel like they're at a real show. There you go. A couple hip thrusts, maybe mix that in there. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> All right, Corey, thanks for doing this. Uh, I, I just thought of a couple other questions, but we're going to save them for next week because we're running low on hockey <laughs> content, uh, and I want to get to a couple stories from the season from you next week. So uh, I'll write those down, and we'll get back with you next week. Thanks for doing this, Corey. Sounds good, guys. Looking forward to next week. And uh, anything coming up in the future for you? Yeah, I, I've taken the uh, the last week off, and I'm going to take probably this week off from writing as well. I'm just kind of regrouping after uh, my layoff from Canucks Army that hit me a little bit harder than I expected it to. So I'm just taking uh, taking a little bit of time to regroup, and I uh, should be back uh, writing something on my ride in the bus with Corey Hergott blog uh, sometime in the next uh, week ish. Awesome, well, maybe a little bit sooner. Awesome. We're excited, Corey, and uh, thanks for doing this. We'll keep you coming on the show every week. Thanks for not uh, taking a week off of us. We needed this 15 minutes of airtime. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm always good to talk uh, comments hockey with you guys. Uh, you won't be finding me um, taking time off from that. Right on. Thanks, Corey. Okay, guys. Have a good one. And thanks to Corey Hergott for joining us there for our Ride in the Bus segment. Uh, as we're moving forward here, we asked for some questions, quads. We went out there. We asked us anything. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done an AMA. I know a lot of people do this while they're about to board a flight. I was actually thinking about doing this before I hit the ferry, uh, before I head back to the island uh, to isolate myself over there, back in my hometown. Uh, but we asked for some questions, and we got some in. So uh, I'm going to start with the first one from Mr. Booth, who uh, I thought was going to make a deep run in the Canucks Twitter uh, March Madness, which might be over now because I've seen keeping keepers uh, hopping off of Twitter. Yeah. Which is fine by me because I was about to get my ass kicked by Dolly Wall this <laughs> round. So, you know. I'll, I'll just finish in the top uh, whatever, top 10 or so now. I think there's like yeah, maybe 12 so. people left. Yeah, I think uh, so. So, yeah, we were going to be the last bracket. But let's get to Mr. Booth underscore seven's question. On a scale of Tim Schaller to 10, 
How much shame does Quads feel for never watching the majority of the Star Wars films? I got to update Mr. Booth because the last time he asked me to write an article, he asked both of us to do an article on it about uh, the Canucks as Star Wars characters. I think somebody else ended up doing that, but uh, I have not, I have not watched it. Like, and you know, I think we weren't we talking about this earlier today on this episode. I think we were. Like, I just started watching them, and uh, so yeah, I got to update Mr. Booth. I've watched the original trilogy, and I'm going to get to the other ones eventually. With my Disney Plus subscription. That's good. Yeah, so all the, I guess all the Star Wars are oh, on yeah, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, all of them. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. That's good stuff for you. And, but you're not going to be able to watch Tiger King, which we're going to get to. Yeah, I guess. Here. I yeah. got to talk about it. I guess it we'll have to talk bit. about Tiger King. I need to talk <laughs> about it. Okay, uh, so our next question is from Judd Brackett is underrated. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? Uh, Like, talked to or just seen? No, met is yeah, like you've yeah, talked, you've had a conversation to, yeah. with them. Uh, it might be Bo Horvat. Like I, I'd say Bo Horvat's more famous than Chris Tanev. Depends uh, on, yeah, it depends on how you want to go by famous. Like, what about Tony Gallagher? That might be yours. Tony G was the freaking man, dude. We should you get had him lunch on with him. That was awesome. Yeah, we had man. coffee for an hour. I mean, John Garrett, maybe John Garrett might be up there for me. Okay. I mean, well, I met all the media guys. The like, media Murph, guys from yeah, have like, you met anyone else? Like any no. celebrities outside from them? No, no, I don't think so. Uh. No. I met Guy Lafleur when I was really young. That's pretty good. Brian Allen. That's good. I have a really funny Brian Allen story. Well, uh, we got nothing but time here, Quad. So <laughs> I had a like jacket. I was four or five when I met Brian Allen, and he was doing a signing at Lowheed Mall Walmart. Uh, I remember this why not? so clearly. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask him these questions. Like my, I was with my dad and my brother. And uh, I got up, and I couldn't, I couldn't find the words to ask him a question. Again, I was only four or five. And... Uh, He's like, hey, how's it going, buddy? And I threw my arm up on the table and just handed him a Sharpie. I was like, sign. And he just signed my jacket. And that was my <laughs> whole experience with Brian Allen. Big lead Brian Allen. Yeah, I was like, wow. That was so, like, man, like, I waited in line for, like, two hours. I met Dave Batista as well at uh, at Lowheed Mall GNC. Yeah, Lowheed Mall was lit. Yeah, like, uh, they, uh, he did a signing there. And, uh, yeah, we waited in line for, like, two hours to meet these guys, hmm. which is awesome. And then... I met Kirk McLean on my Botchford Project Day. That was kind of cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Uh, Got to get him on the podcast soon. But uh, Fun to talk to, you know. Pulled his UD canvas a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, Met is a little, I don't know, like I talked to JT Miller with yep. Drance, and Drance was like telling me how to get in with the players and <laughs> talk to everybody. And I was like, okay, okay, I could talk to this guy off the record. So, I mean, yeah, like it's a bunch of Canucks players. Yeah, I players. feel like we'd have to stay away from, like, because obviously we both met everyone behind the scenes and all the players yeah, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I would probably say Pedersen. Like the conversation I had with Pedersen is probably one of the most famous people. I Well, actually, so I met, I didn't really meet him, but I got to get something signed by Barry Bonds. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, when I was down in Seattle one time. <laughs> Almost popped your teeth, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, getting Barry Bonds to sign something. And I don't think I even have it anymore, but I remember, I think it was just a baseball, and it was signed by Barry Bonds with a Sharpie. And that's I just, cool. I, it, it might be hidden away somewhere, because Barry Bonds is always my favorite player. I don't care about the steroids. He was, like, my favorite player growing Damn. up, because, like, his swing was just so sweet. And, that's, like, I just remember true, copying yeah. his swing. Um, so he's he's probably the most famous guy I've ever, like, been that close with, like, standing by someone. Uh, but I don't really... Let's change it. Let's let's expand on this question. Who's the most famous person you've ever had a meal with? A meal with? Yours would Damn. be Tony G, I think. Yeah, I think it's Tony Gallagher, I guess, but I mean, like... <laughs> you want to know who mine is? Yeah, sure. Ryan Beach. Ryan Beach, <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't even <laughs> get to Big have... Time. I didn't get to have dinner with Ryan Beach. 
We I, oh, uh, I guess I had dinner too. I walked up to Al Murdoch in the uh, on my botcher night. That's as he was cool. having dinner. That's, That's good awesome to, to see him. We uh, yeah no because like on my botcher project day like Drance Drance and Beecher and I went to some sandwich place. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that was like. I was just sitting with these two guys. I'm like, guys, tell me all your wisdom. Like, tell me everything. I was still at Canuck Way at the time. Grance is like, press enter after every four words yeah. you write. <laughs> Which I do. Yeah. I totally do that. And he loves my style, so I got to keep it up. But, man, like, yeah, that was Ryan Beach is probably the most famous person I've ever had lunch with. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I've had, like, a meal with anyone famous ever in my life. I just... Tony G. No one ever came to the island that was very cool. Like yeah. we didn't. We're not like the Lowheed Mall, the hot yeah. spot for celebrities <laughs> like you grew up around. Woodgrove over in Nanaimo is oh, not the man. spot. Oh, um, no, I don't really know. Like probably not. I've never really had a. a I don't really care for famous people that much either. I don't. No, I just me like neither. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like in. I'm not like searching out to go meet Nelly Furtado, Vancouver Island <laughs> celebrity, or anything like that. Oh man. All right. Let's. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, YJ. We'll get to our next one here. His. He actually has a two part question. Uh, if you were a betting man, will Judd Brackett resign? So Judd Brackett is underrated. Is asking the hard question. Yeah, I, I say he does resign. You do? I, yeah, I say so. I think before this coronavirus stuff went down, no. But I think that now that it's mm, happened, good point. I feel like it's put a pause on so much, and it's made the Canucks start to maybe look at their staff. And Corey talked about it in riding the bus. Uh, you know, like Trent Cole, like his contract could be up. Travis Green's contract is up. And I think that with Judd Brackett's contract up, I think that they've been able to look back and say, like, wow, you know, maybe we can have some more conversations that we wouldn't have been able to have time. Mm-hmm. We'd have been prepping for a lot of other things yeah. with this team's organization. But if I was a betting man, I would say yes. I think Judd Brackett signs with the Canucks. Yeah, I say so as well. All right, well, let's this get to... This next question, we got to look at it. We have a lot of questions That's from a... uh, from Andy Perth. Thank you so much, Andy, because yeah, we really... Yeah, Andy, Andy gave us four questions. <laughs> I love content. it. content. Um, so the first question, well, I guess we'll just go top to bottom. Uh, this one is definitely for you, Quads. Uh, what will it take you to shave the beard? Yeah, I don't think that one's for me, buddy. Oh, I see a little mustache hairs coming in. Yeah, though. I'm actually not shaving and not cutting my hair until this is over. So you've been going on how long right now? Uh, like a, you a can, week? You can count the hairs on yeah, your face? Yeah, I cannot grow a beard. I can't grow <laughs> facial hair. The big thing is going to be the flow. Because I, yeah. I don't know if you've seen my hair when I was younger. No. Like My hair used to go down my shoulder. Okay. Yeah, I used to have a lo- I I used to have some absolute lettuce. Really? Like, yeah. Same here. It was gross though. There's like, a picture of me when I was five, and my hair's down to my ass crack. I gotta see that. Yeah, that's a picture that's gonna be. That's not going out anywhere that's for sure. Awesome. My mom was a hairdresser, so yeah. I always had crazy hair Damn. growing up as a kid. Oh, I know I your brother the has the long hair. hair. I see. I saw a picture of your brother. Yeah. He's got good hair. Yeah, he's been uh, skateboarding like crazy. I know he's breaking into skate parks. They're all shut down. He's been sneaking into skate parks, oh, and skateboarding in parking lots and stuff. Love um, it. So what would it take me to shave my beard? I I have not. So I've had facial hair since. Um, so I didn't have facial hair when we went up for like prom, which I went, which I graduated in 2011. Mm-hmm. I made sure to shave all my face, but I had like a mustache in high, at the end of high school. Um, but I I shaved for prom because I was like, it's not going to look good. Like years when I look back and I see my graduation photos with a mustache, because like who knows? Maybe mustache is like I've the worst those. thing ever. So those. I uh, yeah, I had like a clean cut head. No facial hair, but after that, after we took all our pictures, did prom, I have not had a hairless face since then. Hmm. So I've either had a mustache or like the mustache that I have. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see if this is not really great for the podcast, folks, but I'll show you quads. Uh, it's my driver's license, and the funny the thing oh, that I've I always seen did your driver's license with a driver's license is you want it to look as funny as possible because <laughs> when you <laughs> when you show when you show a cop your license. If he laughs, and I told him, so what I was going for with my license here 
Have you seen Super Troopers? No. Okay, well, there's a guy in Super Troopers named Farva, and I wanted to look exactly like him. And as you can see with my name, I got a heart on top of my eye as for the Chris. Because all you want to do with your license is a tip for people that are getting involved with cops all the time. Because I probably did this in my young 20s when we were (laughs) always fighting with cops and stuff and having a lot of parties. But uh, you want to make the cop laugh. Everybody knows that. If you make the cop laugh, you're pretty much free, right? So, yeah, that's why I made sure I had the funniest looking driver's license, which it clearly do. so good. Uh, and, yeah, I have not had – I haven't had a shaved face since then. I remember when I got hired at the mill, they said, like, uh, oh, you need to shave your face because you're going to have to go in and use this respirator, mm-hmm. and it won't suction to your face right if you have facial hair. I was like, uh, no, like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they're like, okay, like, nobody's, like, ever said no. <laughs> like, they just still hired me and told me I wouldn't have to do that job, so – uh, yeah, I, it's going to take a lot. If the Canucks win the Stanley Cup, I'll shave my beard completely. Uh, but I look like a child. I'll look younger than you what when I the, shave my face. What if the Patreon hits $1,000 a month? Sure. I'll do it for 500 If the Patreon ever hits $500, i will shave my i will shave my face. Okay. All right. Andy gave us some good questions. Let's get to the next one. How did you meet Quadrelli? We've told the story a hundred times. How did we, the first time we met in person, Ooh, yeah, was it point. a Canucks game? Yes. No, the draft. The draft. Was it a draft? I thought we met at a Canucks. No, game it was before. a game. It was a game. Yeah, yeah it was a we game. met outside, and I think we. I think I met Clay too. Yeah, Clay was there. Yeah, Canuck Clay uh, met us outside, and and I was loaded. Oh, I was. I think that was. Uh, I think was it the Vegas game? I have no idea. Might have been the Vegas. If it was the Vegas game, that's after I was at uh, Rugby Sevens all day too. <laughs> I definitely yes, remember. You were no, no, no I don't think no, it was because no. that, that was a tough game. But I think yeah. we. It might have been like a Saturday, but this is when I was going with my friends, and we had a lot of drinks. And I remember taking pictures with with people, and I remember taking one with Clay. And I think we we might have even no, taken we didn't a get a photo. No, okay. No. Well, I remember taking pictures with a lot of people, and I felt bad because like I had like I was like quadruple fisting palm bays. Like I had like two palm bays in each hand. <laughs> I'm like taking pictures with people that you know I wanted to take pictures with people on uh, Twitter, and just so that you had the pictures. It's just I like I always like doing that. Like if you meet someone in real life that you know on social media, like I always want to take a picture with that person. Yeah, just because it's awesome. like cool to have the yeah, picture. For sure. You know, like I remember like when we were at the ECCW uh the the big wrestling yeah, event yeah, that we yeah. went to there, uh, ballroom brawl is what it's called. I remember like running into Rob Fay and take a picture with him and dude speaking of the beards of Rob Fay, how did he grow that beard in nine days? Do you see the picture yeah, he put That's out? awesome. Dude, that was not awesome. That was scary how big his beard was in nine days. It's bigger than mine. Yeah. That's, that's true. true mine, but in nine days he grew there's no freaking way. I don't think why would he lie about it? What's he got to get social media. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody lies on social media. Yeah, so, yeah, once uh once I start once you can stop being able to count on one on one hand how many hairs are on my face, I'll yeah. tell people I'll be like, Yeah, this is this is a week. This yeah. is only a week. Two days. Two days. <laughs> two days. Still waiting for a chin hair to come in, but yeah, two days. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't get a five o'clock shadow. Like I like I don't know if I showed you when I had a bit more of a mustache. It was greasy. You get like a PD beard? A little PD player. No, beard? I don't get anything down here. Oh, I weird. only get mustache right now. But well, that's probably the Italian in you just growing a mustache. <laughs> yeah, like well, that's the thing. Like my grandpa's like hairless as well. Like yeah. he, well, he's hairy. Like I have hairy ass legs. Okay. Not hairy arms, as you can see. I don't either. I have no hair. Yeah, and like my, my legs are hairless. Really? Look, dude, look at my legs. Yeah, you have more hair on your legs than I do. Yeah, my knee just cracked super loudly. Hopefully the mic fixes up. This podcast is going downhill fast. <laughs> All right, but yeah, aside from how we met, you uh, you DM'd me because you wanted to get into writing about the Canucks. We told this story a million times. Yeah, and it's a great story. I can't believe we're like buddies now. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. But the first time we met in person, yeah, it was a Canucks game. And then I think, yeah, we met at the draft as well. And then I think the third time we actually met in person was 
here in the studio, right? When we met here for the, the first time? The Larsh cast. We went on the oh, Larsh the right, cast. Oh, the Larsh cast. That's right. Yeah, as you shotgunned your, uh, your water. My water. water yes. Yeah. I was slamming a two six. <laughs> I was pretty drunk when I was on the Larsh cast, too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink as much anymore. I think when I moved to Vancouver, I, I definitely slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, you have. You've been hanging out with me so much. That's yeah, why. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's how I met Quadrelli. Let's go next question. Besides Erickson, which contract would you make disappear in an ideal world? Brandon Sutter. Yeah, Brandon Sutter, <laughs> a thousand percent why. Uh, so, we don't yeah. even have to get into it. No, Let's we go don't to the next to, one. I mean, it's... You know, like the other contract that I would think about as he gets into it is yeah, I like, sorry, we got time to kill. Uh, I was thinking like Tyler Myers, the contract isn't not yeah, that's look great. Fair. That would that's be the fair. only one that I'd put up an argument yeah. for. But Brandon Sutter making 4.375. I mean, he's going to be here next year. Uh, I, I, I honestly looking at the contracts, I probably would send the Tyler Myers contract. Like if I had to pick one right now, if I only know that there's one more year of Sutter, and there's still four more years of Tyler Myers That's at six fair. million. That's and fair. if you were to send that Tyler Myers six million out, you could maybe replace it with a Tyson Berry. You know, when that six million dollar frees up, you have an option to go out and get Barry. Yeah, that's you have fair. an option to keep Tanev and Troy Stetcher at that point. Yeah. You know, because they're gonna make you know, they're gonna make over six million combined, but I mean not a lot, not much more. Yeah. So I would I would do the Tyler Myers deal. I mean, it seems like he he plays a lot of minutes, he's effective on the Canucks, but I don't know. The contract I just hasn't sold me yet. You know, when you pay $6 million for a defenseman, you want him to be a top-pairing guy. Yeah, you want him fair. to be not like your number one, but you want him to be a top-pairing guy. When you're going to be paying Quinn Hughes, probably north of nor- – I'm going to, like, honestly, north of $10 million, right? Oh, like, 100% He's getting least, to that point yeah. now. Uh, when we see if he continues on this pace that he's been at, I think he – Definitely comes around ten million. This is something we can discuss more. Maybe we'll discuss contracts next week. That's something we oh, can talk gosh. about. What contracts are going to come in at? <laughs> yeah, let's do as it. we're remotely away from each other. Um, all right. And next question: What gave you the idea to start the podcast? That's for you because you started it. Yeah. So to start this podcast, um, so I had two podcasts going as I started this podcast. I had a football show. I had a all sports show uh, where we just kind of talked about funny things in the sports world. I had those two shows going on, and I, you know, I liked. I had two permanent co-hosts for both those shows, and um, it just, I, you know, I enjoy podcasting. Before that, I was on a Canucks podcast that I got let go from the summer of the summer before the season started. I got let go from there. In the fall, I started the football show. In the summer, I started the the sports talk show with you know the comedy sports show. Neither really took off. Uh, it was a lot of fun doing them, and I think I got a lot of practice from them. I got a lot of practice editing because neither of my co-hosts did any editing. Uh, <laughs> when I had those two shows, but then the idea to start this show was, uh, I, I always listened to people that texted, called into 1040 and, you know, some of them were great conversations. Like, obviously there's like the legendary people that call in, you know, like Tan Beer from Surrey. Obviously he's a guy who has his own podcast. Now he's a guy that you wanted to hear call in uncle elite, you know, Josh the Zamboni guy texting in like a lot of these people you wanted to, you really want, I was one of them, a favor from the nine. I was the guy always texting into the show, um, and calling in every time I had an opportunity to, but I, I wanted to hear more from these people, and I just thought it was a, a good idea to kind of start talking and reaching out to people on Twitter and people that you know don't have a podcast or don't hear their voice, but you see a lot of their tweets. I wanted to talk to all of them except for Disco Stew, uh, but I like, I wanted to talk to all these people and get them on the show and just kind of like you can only say so much in a tweet is what I always said, but you can you can definitely expand on a lot of things when you talk to someone for twenty thirty minutes. That's how the show started, and then when quads. Uh, came on a bunch of times. I knew that I wanted Dave to be my my co-host moving forward, and the fact that we're in the same program in the fall just makes so much more sense. It's a lot easy, a lot easier for us to just record. We're going to come in here probably every single Friday, all fall and all year long. Now that we're 
full-time students at BCIT in the fall. We're going to be here every single Friday recording the show. It's nice to have like a scheduled time of recording the podcast, I think. And I think, uh, yeah, at least for two years before one of us gets a job in some weird place like Kamloops or something, <laughs> then, then uh, we'll be doing the podcast for that long. And that's been the most fun. The idea to start having quads on the show was because he always came on as the backup and uh yeah we thought we had good conversation and now that we've been able to do it in studio the conversations only got better so that's kind of where we're at right now so do you have any of those amas quads yeah, I got what's two. it gonna take you to shave that little mustache <laughs> yours? <laughs> i got two from the instagram here so this one is one that you're gonna have to answer because my answer is just parallel 49 it's okay. last call at the bar and money isn't an object oh. what would your round consist of so last call at the bar, that means you probably have about an hour left of time at the bar, maybe half an hour. So you need some energy. It's probably late at night, 1.30, 2 o'clock, depending on your bar. Uh, by the way, Vancouver Bar is open until 3. I'm going with a, sh- a porn star shot, which is Bulls Blue and Sour Puss, just because it's a sweet shot to kind of open up your throat. It's like a 20% shot, nothing strong. You take that and probably two Jager bombs. You slam one and then pour the Jager into the Red Bull for the other one and sip on that one. You are speaking another language, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm like, that's the last call drink. I like either that or I, they, like most bars don't have it, but Crown Apple, uh, Crown Royal Apple with some ginger ale, and just get yourself a tall glass of that with a double shot. That's good stuff. That's what I had before I went on TSN ten forty. Uh, love first, it for the first time. <laughs> I see, man. Like I'd get water because like it's a long trip home. Like, oh, you gotta no, be hydrated. Well, the food places are all open <laughs> after the bar closes. You get your water and your Gatorade at the Donair shop at the end. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. See, you're not. You have no idea, quads. No, I have. You're speaking another language. If like, somebody that's... orders a water at last call, you're getting kicked out of the bar. <laughs> Carbonated water? Uh, no, not even that. Yeah, Perrier I, mean, I on wouldn't the way even drink out. that. Okay, another one. Is your merch for sale? That's a good question. We're gonna look into it once this all blows over. Yeah, but we're just we're in no position to be starting gonna to happen yeah. for the next probably two months. Uh, but yeah, like we want the you're wearing the long sleeve. People like the, I love the long the long sleeve. The long sleeves sick. are sick. Like they've turned out. I think they're the, my favorite ones. Like favorite thing yeah. of any merch. I bought hats one time, and they came and they were all like smashed in one box, completely flat. Had like no like size. No or front shape panel. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no no cap size. Like it was disgusting. So we're gonna look at getting new hats. Uh, but yeah, the uh. Yeah, the the long sleeves are sick. The shirts are sick. The uh, we we don't have tote bags. I got tote bags with uh, this oh, logo on cool. it, and they turned out pretty cool. So we'll get stuff like that. I have a mouse pad, which is awesome. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so maybe we'll have to get new ones for the with the new logo that yeah, uh, we'll Georgia open Twist a made. Shop up soon. We yeah, have a really just... exciting announcement next week, guys, for the Patreon. Like, yeah. Man. Speaking of, we're about to get to our Patreon here, and uh, oh yeah, that's still right. Have to do that. So. Yeah. man, I've had my Invisalign out for so long. Let's wrap this up. All right, we'll so wrap this up. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning. In. Do you have any more questions? We can just rip. Th- like, no, rip I think through. that's actually it. That's okay, all we well, got. Uh, we wanted to talk about the Tiger King. I wanted to talk about Tiger King, but you haven't watched it yet. So I I'm going to give you until next week. To watch it. Okay, I need your Netflix login then. Okay, deal. There's like 50 people on my Netflix account right now. So don't you get charged extra? No, I don't know. There's just like everybody uses <laughs> one Netflix account. It happens to be mine, so okay. I don't pay for it, but I have the email, so I'll gift you that. Okay. Um, and yeah, we'll basically wrap it up there. Thanks guys for tuning in. I know we didn't talk a lot of Canucks. We talked a little bit of Canucks at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we're gonna record our Patreon video, our first Patreon video yet. Open the door in this studio because that's the one thing I'm not gonna miss. Oh, yeah. How freaking hot it is in this studio. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to be recording remotely for the foreseeable future here. 
Uh, we're going to record this last video, uh, Patreon, and then... Uh, Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Do all that, and uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this non-hockey podcast. Uh, for David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber, and thank you for tuning in to episode 74 of the Canucks Conversation. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.